Let's go ahead, as, uh, as we've gotten in the habit of doing, let's go ahead and repeat Ephesians 2.10 together a few times uh, before we get into this message this morning. Uh, and of course, we'll, we'll take away a few of the words, but we'll go easy at first with all the words up there. So say this with me this morning. Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. All right, so here we go. We'll take away a few of the big ones. Let's say this again together, shall we? Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Take away, ooh, all right, here we go. Sometimes for me, because I've been working on this all week, I just try not to look. I do better sometimes than if I look. But let's say this again one last time, shall we? Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. All right. Very good, very good. And I, I kind of like the fact that um, we're doing the verse right after the verses that we did last week. Whereas last week we were looking at being saved through faith, now we are moving on and talking about how we are His workmanship. And, and if you'll recall, the very end of verse 9 said, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. That salvation has come to us. We have been saved uh, by grace through faith. And it's not of ourselves. It's not something we've done. It's the gift of God. It's not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. And that that word works there, it's the same word that picks up in verse 10 when he says, for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So, salvation has come not by works, and yet we are His workmanship, having been created in Christ Jesus for works, and specifically for good works. And and so the the thing that we've got to recognize and the the struggle that we often have uh, in faith and in, in the Christian body to, to, to understand is that just as verse 10 follows verse 9 and not by works so that no one may boast, but we are created for good works, just as verse 10 follows 9, so good works follow salvation. It is not good works lead to salvation. But we need to recognize and remember that at all times, good works follow salvation. And this is the difference between grace and legalism. See, in in legalism, good works lead to salvation. The, The doing the right thing leads to obtaining salvation. So legalism puts the law before the relationship. But salvation puts the relationship before the law. 
You don't get to the law without first having the relationship. We see this in Exodus. When God gives the Ten Commandments, where are the Israelites? Well, they're in the wilderness. They're at the foot of Mount Sinai. Where they are not is in Egypt. They were enslaved in Egypt, but God saved them from Egypt. He brought them out of Egypt. He walked them through the Red Sea. He led them to the mountain. And only then did He give them the Ten Commandments and the Mosaic Law. And sometimes we we get to the point, and the Israelites got to the point in Jesus' time, where the law was how you obtained and maintained your relationship with God. But no, the law came out of that relationship. The relationship was already there. God had already saved them. The good works of obeying God came out of that, came after that. It followed the salvation that they had already received. And the same is true in our lives. That we don't do the good works first and then get to God. The good works follow salvation. We are saved by faith, or through faith, by grace. It's not of our own making. It's not of our own doing. It's something God has done. It is a gift that He has given us. Not by any works we've done, so we don't have anything to boast about. That's what he's saying there. For by grace, or excuse me, not for by grace. I'm I'm looking at the wrong note there. Uh, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are we are uh, his workmanship is the the thing, the, the object made. We are his focus. He has created us. He has made us. He has uh, created us in Christ Jesus. And that word to create there, created in Christ Jesus. Did you know that in the New Testament, whenever that word shows up in the Greek, it is only used to describe God's work of creation. Something He has done. He He is the only one ever ascribed with this word. Now, the ancient Greeks, they used the word regularly for other things. They didn't use it just to talk about God creating. The ancient Greeks, they used this word to talk about um, making a, a place a bit habitable. Creating a place where people would live. It's the idea of creating a city. There's no city there. You move people in. You start building the city. Now it's there. They've created it. It's not there. Now we've made it. Is, is the idea. It's to bring something into existence that has not existed before. So when we are told that we are created in Christ Jesus, we are made new. We are made out of nothing originally, but there was nothing there, and then God came in. There was no faith there, and then God came in. There was no life there, and then God came in, and God created us. In Christ Jesus. He said, I'm going to make a people that are not a people. I'm going to call them to me. Well, we were not a people. But now He has made us a people in Christ. He has created something that has not been. And we are His workmanship. And not only that, He has created us with an eye for good works. That we would do something. But even that, those good works are what? They are those things which God prepared beforehand. Or prepared can be translated sometimes as the idea of being predestined. They've been appointed for us. He has prepared them beforehand 
that we would walk in them. So we got to understand that, that good works follow salvation, but not only that, we don't come up with these good works on our own. The good works that he's talking about here, these good works come from God. He's the one that created us to be able to do them, and he is the one who has prepared them beforehand that we would walk in them. In, in a similar way, if we go back to the Exodus, you know, the Israelites didn't come up with their own laws. In America, we came up with the Constitution. We designed it ourselves. We came up with it. Now we based it on our understanding and our beliefs in God. But we came up with those laws. We said this is the way we're going to do things. But the Israelites, they didn't say this is the way we're going to do things. God said this is the way you're going to do things. You're going to live this way. You're going to walk in my ways. You're going to live in such a way so that you will look different than all the other nations of the world. In fact, most of the Mosaic Law has to do with making sure the Israelites live and act differently. It had to do with fairness and righteousness, yes, but also don't look like your neighbors. Walk in my ways so that you don't look like them. So you don't live like them because they are not living in godly ways. I want you to live in godly ways. I want you to be completely separate from them. That was given to them by God. And in the same way, when He calls us to do good works, they're not good works we come up with. I think sometimes that's the way we want to. You know, we're trying to think, what can I do for God today? What can I do to prove? What can I do to, to earn sometimes? What can I do to make God happy? Well, it doesn't come from us. Salvation doesn't come from us. And then the result of salvation doesn't even come from us. It comes from Him. In fact, when we're talking about good works, we are God's good works in ways. He, he tells us, in, uh, Paul tells us in Philippians 1.6, he's talking to the Philippian church, he says, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. He who began a good work in you. He's talking about the, the one who saved you who started that life of faith, I'm confident that that thing that He began, He will complete. He will perfect it. He will bring it to its end until the day of Christ Jesus. So even the, the good things we want to do, even the life of faith we want to live, it comes from God. He is the one that's working in us. And, and now we work, I mean, Paul does say at times, you know, work out your faith in, in fear and trembling. And we work it out. But when we look back on it, we realize, boy, God is working in my life. He is working. What, what happens with us most of the time is that we become moldable. You know, we, we, we stop being so rigid. And we allow ourselves to be formed by the Master's hands. And He works us and He works us. And sometimes it takes a while. But we become moldable. And we allow Him to move us and to change us. And that is us working out our faith in fear and trembling. He, allowing Him to work His good work in us. But what is this good work that we are being called to? In, in Ephesians 2.10, He says He has prepared beforehand these good works that we have been created to do in Christ Jesus 
so that we would walk in them. And, and that's the thing. It's not so much of, of good works or good deeds that we need to accomplish for God. It, it's more, and again, going back to the Exodus, it's more about learning how to be God's people and living in His ways. If you recall in, in Ephesians 2, verse 1, Paul began this chapter by saying, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. You walked. This is how you used to walk. This is how you used to live. To walk in a way, uh, that word there means to how you conduct your life. It, it, it does literally mean to walk, and people would use it to say, let's walk there. This is how you walk. But to the Jewish mind, it had more to do with how you lived your life. How we walk is about how we live. And he says, we once walked according to the course of this world. We were dead in our trespasses and our sins, and so we formerly walked according to the world. We lived according to the ways of the world. But now that we have been saved, now that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again, and we have placed our faith in Him, being called by God the Father, now that we have been placed our faith in Jesus and by grace have been saved, now we are, we are His workmanship. And just think about the fact that God isn't going to forget someone He has made. Someone He has worked on. Someone He has formed. He is not going to just scrap you. But as Philippians said, He is going to perfect that good work until the day of Christ. And He has created us in Christ Jesus for good works and He has prepared beforehand these works that we would walk in them. He wants us to, to walk in those ways. And that's, that's the focus on, on these good works. What it's talking about is living as God's people. When, when James says, you know, show me your faith without works, I'll show you my faith by my works, he he specifically illustrates it with what if, what if you had somebody that came into your church and they were cold, they didn't have a coat, and you said to them, go and be warm, but you didn't do anything for them. What kind of faith is that? And what he's talking about is, is that all you're given is lip service. You're not backing it up with how you live. How would God have us live? Would God have us ignore one another to say nice things, but then not lift a hand to help? No. God would expect us to care for one another because He has cared for us. So we would show that love to each other. That's what He's getting at is it should be a result of our faith in Jesus. It's just how we should live. And, and that's what the Ten Commandments and the Mosaic Law was for the Israelites. It was how do we live now that we are God's people? Brought out of Egypt, out of slavery, now we have been set free set free to go where He tells us to go, to do what He tells us to do, to eat what He tells us to eat. But set free. Now we're learning how to be God's people. And, and the same is true for us. He has called us to walk in these good works. In other words, our good works are to live in God's ways. That's what He is calling us to, to, to do, to live how He would have us live. We have been created in Jesus not to live according to the ways of the world, but according to the ways of God. 
And those are the good works. We don't have to say, oh, well, how can I, how can I do a good work for God? I'm going to sell everything I have and I'm going to go off and become a missionary. Some people walking in God's ways go off to be missionaries. But going off and being a missionary is not necessary to walk in God's ways. Walking in God's ways is caring about the things that God cares about and living the way God has called us to and shown us through His Son and through the Holy Spirit. The good works, these deeds that we would do, the the word there, works, it it can be translated as a task or an action. In in fact, the uh, the understanding of the, uh, the thrust of the word is that it is a deed or an action that carries out or completes an inner desire or purpose. It's something that fulfills the idea that you had in your mind. That's a deed. It fulfills a purpose. It completes it. But these are things that God has created for us. It doesn't come from our minds. It comes from His. And His desire for us is to serve Him in how we live our lives. How we treat one another and how we treat those outside of the church. These are our good deeds. To walk in His ways. To say, well, well, this is what God says. This is what the world says. So I'm going to do this thing over here because it's what God has said. And and the world and and everything around me and all my senses tell me that this would work. But God says this is better. That this is what He would have. So I'm not going to go this way. I'm going to walk with God instead. The Israelites wrestled with this in very concrete ways. You know, the, the, the world around them, the nations around them had chariots, they had horses, they had swords and spears. There was one time in the nation of Israel's history when Saul and Jonathan were the only two Israelites that owned a sword. Everybody else had to make do with whatever they could find. They had stones and slings, they had staffs, they had farm equipment. Only Saul and Jonathan had a proper weapon of war according to the ways of the nations that they were fighting. So you can kind of understand why so often God had to tell them, don't trust in horses. Don't trust in chariots. Because it was so easy to trust in horses and to trust in chariots, to trust in military might. Because that's the way the whole world was. And so they had to be constantly reminded, don't trust in those things. The same is true for us. We're not sitting here counting up our chariots or counting up horses. But the world trusts in certain things. The world trusts in the military. The world trusts in its economy. The world trusts in so many things that are not God. And we as His people are called not to trust in those things, but to trust in God. Not to let our hearts become like the ways of the world, embittered against one another. But that our focus and our hope would go above and beyond political parties, political ideologies and worldviews. Even geopolitical. The hard thing for us to acknowledge and realize is that those people who threaten America are created in God's image. And God has a higher purpose for us as His people than to live in comfort and prosperity 
His calling upon us is to live in such a way to love our enemies, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We have a higher purpose and a greater work than we are willing to do for the most part in our country. To live differently than the rest of the world. To live differently than your neighbors. Can you imagine if the church of God wasn't focused so much on, and, and it goes both ways. There are churches that are strongly Democrat and there are churches that are strongly Republican. And they should be strongly Jesus. Can you imagine what it would look like if we were a little bit different in doing His good works, not the works of the world? That we would walk in His ways. This is, this is what Jesus was getting at in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, Matthew chapter 5, He told the, the disciples and the people that were gathered there, He said, Blessed are you, in all these different areas, in all these different ways. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are you when they revile you. He was talking about how His people lived and what kind of people were His people that were going to be given the Holy Spirit when they believed in Jesus. And in verse 16, He tells them, He says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see what? Your good works. And glorify your Father who is in heaven. And Jesus wasn't talking about all the good things you do. All the, all the little, you know, helping old ladies with their houses and doing this thing and that thing and fixing this thing and that thing. Those are all good things. But that's not what He meant. He meant how you live your life. Those things should be coming out of your faith. And it's a, sad, I think, that so often we evaluate the strength of faith on the doing aspects of that the world values. When we should be evaluating it on what God values and His doing. Those, those doing things, they should come out of that. But Jesus was talking about let your light shine before men in such a way. May your, your faith in Him, may your meekness and your trust in God, your peacemaking desires be such that the world would see your good works. How you're walking in God's ways. Your good actions. And that they would glorify your Father who is in heaven. He was talking about a different way of living in the Sermon on the Mount. And that's what He calls us to do. Our works, our good works, they don't come from us. They're not what we decide on. They're what He decides on. It comes from Him and it comes out of salvation. But He has called us to walk in them. I, I, I love the fact that we don't get away from, from God in this. We are His workmanship. He has designed us, created us, put thought into us. He has created what has never been there before. He has created us in Christ Jesus for good works, for good actions, for living in His ways. In fact, they are ways that He prepared beforehand. Before you were saved, He has made ways for us to live that we might walk in them, that we might live in them, that we would follow Him in them. 
So much of our imagery of faith is, is the imagery of walking, that Jesus calls us to be his disciples. What is a disciple? A disciple is a person who follows, literally walks where their other person has walked. If Jesus has walked a certain way, we should go that way. That's, that's living his ways, not our ways. It all comes out of our faith in him. God calls us to walk in His ways. That's, that's our good work. So as we go into this, this month of looking at works, a lot of it is honestly going to be about God's work. It begins with Him. It starts with Him. He is the one that works in us. He is the one that has prepared the work for us to do. He is the one that calls us Walk in these ways. Walk in this work I've given you. I've created you to be a special way. You're a workman. You're my workmanship. I've created you to do certain things. Predominantly, walk in faith. But as we go down a lower level, you know, each of us, He has created us unique, given us different gifts, different abilities, different desires in our hearts, different things that break our hearts. And He has given us those that we might walk in those areas. He hasn't called everybody to be a missionary, but some people can't do anything else. He hasn't called everybody to preach, but some people can't do anything else. He hasn't called everybody to be a workman who can fix things and repair things. There are some people that it just comes so naturally, it's so good to them. You know that you're doing God's work when you're doing it, that you're doing what He created you to do. Each of us has been given things by God to do. But all of us have been given Him that we might walk in His ways. Well, that's what He's talking about. So let's, let's think about this verse one last time. And I pray that this week, as you think about how you live, you wouldn't be thinking about what good things do I need to do that people will be proud about or excited about or think well of me for. But what has God called me to do? What has God gifted me to do? How would God have me live with the world around me, the people around me, the family around me? What is God calling me to do in these areas? Because He is the one that has made the way. And He has prepared it for you. And He calls you to walk in it. Let's say this verse again together, shall we? Ephesians 2.10 for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Amen. Let's walk in them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You that You have called us, that You have given us faith, that You have created us in Christ Jesus, Lord, that we are we are special to You. Your workmanship. We, we declare and prove Your glory. We so often evaluate and judge a creator, an artist, based on what they have created. And looking at what You have created, we see Your glory. That You have created the stars and the planets and the earth 
You've created all the animals and You've created us. And even after we make such a mess of it, You create us new in Jesus. You restore us. You save us. You've given us ways and avenues to walk in and You call us to walk in them, to follow You. We pray, Lord, that we would. That we would focus on the work that You have made. Not the work that we might want to be doing. The actions and the deeds that we think would be better for us. But Lord, that we would live by faith. It has saved us. May it guide us as we walk. To walk in the the actions and the deeds that You have called us to do that glorify Your name. We pray, Father, for anyone here today who maybe is struggling with the way they are walking. Perhaps they don't like the ways that they see You guiding and they would like to go a different route. Maybe they've never really considered how You guide. We pray, Lord, that we would turn our hearts to You. For those that have never placed their faith in Jesus Christ, we pray that they would place their faith in Jesus Christ, that they would realize they can't work hard enough, they can't be good enough, they need You to save them. For us, Lord, that we struggle with the ways that You have gifted us and we want to be gifted in a different way, help us to be content to accept who You have made, to look for the glory that You have created for us if we would follow in Your steps. Father, you would help us to trust you, to trust the path you've given us as a congregation and as individuals. May we follow in the ways that you have created us to walk. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As we